0: To start this game. Jeremy Lablanci and John Moraski keying off on one another. Tom Barowski is pounding away at Robinson. He said Tom Barowski. This is a guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call like it is. Moraski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in right back right, corner. Right. He's at Davidson. He's at Flaws. Stu Gripson. Oh my goodness! Scott Parker for the KO of Still Gripson. He- this is one of the best. Hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Bennett Bush tells the linesman, "Get the heck out of my kitchen!" he right, He absolutely decked Jim Creighton with a wild right. The sheer staggered by a big left hand by Wade Gelin. Chris Nyland on a penalty shot scores. Blue guard down the wing. Bugar. So guys, five minutes deep for fighting. This should be good.
1: This should be very good.
0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 62 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who drop the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. we got a little bit of a different... Uh, pace for the episode today I'm up here live, well not live But up here in person with Jay out in Iowa He's been on the uh, guest on the Fourth Line Voice, I've talked to them for years now At this point, uh, we will be going over the Top 10 Mallards tough guys Not exactly enforcers, just tough guys in general um, And I think it's going to be a great time We've already had, we've got belly's full of steak So he was a very nice host He wine and dined me, I, I got him all liquored up So who knows where the night will take us at this point But, nonetheless We will make it happen, Jay, how you doing tonight?
2: Uh, Alec, I'm doing great. I appreciate the hell out of you coming up here, man. You brought me a wonderful bottle of alcohol. I don't know if my my pants coming off were part of that plan, um, but I guess we'll see what the night holds.
0: There you go. Yeah, he's, he's got his drinking horn out. Um, literally, it's literally like a Viking horn drinking out of it. Um, so and I apologize for audio quality here. I'm sure it's going to sound fine, but I don't have the usual pop filter or whatever. Um, so I'm just kind of holding the mic going back and forth, but I think we'll be all right. Uh, You know, before we get going, I'm not going to do any, like, we're going to record this episode and I'm not going to go over an intro or anything like that. We're just going to leave it as is. So got to give a shout out to the usual suspects. First and foremost, the Five for Fighting is now uh, proudly presented by Six, uh, Six Pack Coverage. Who is a brand new media company starting out in Nashville? I took a picture for them, sent it to them. Uh, you know, on our drive up here to Iowa, we got to go through Nashville, saying, uh, you know, beers are on me next time, boys. So hopefully, we can finally link up and actually meet the the folks who were kind enough to sign the podcast on, and uh, maybe I should say crazy enough to sign the actual podcast on. But nonetheless, we made it happen. So I encourage you to go check out their uh, their website. You can go to just sixpackcoverage.com coverage and. Uh, go through. They have a show for all sports, not just hockey. They got, you know, baseball, basketball, football, uh, college football, plenty to go there. So um, if you're looking for other, to get your fix for other sports, I encourage you to go over to that website. And we will, you know, I don't know if we're allowed to mention his name in this household, but Darren over at Fourth Line Voice, uh, he was he had me and, me and Jay on at one point. I don't know if he was just trying to sink his ratings at that um, or if he was just hurting for guests that bad where he needed us. So
2: he was, he was, you know, when it comes to the point when you reach bottom, and you have to bring out the heavy equipment to keep digging and digging and digging, and then thirty or forty feet down, we're up there waving. It's, <laughs> it, it, it might be time to hang up the headphones.
0: Yeah, so I know he's, and I, I was, I was, you know, kind of bragging to him. He was, uh, we were talking to I said, you know, yeah, the weather out in Florida is like eighty-seven right now, meanwhile he's dealing with like minus thirty in snow. So, and we haven't, we don't have any snow up here in Iowa either. No, it's- we,
2: we don't want snow up here. Keep that. I, I, I know you, you would. Like a little cooler temperatures down here. Um, Going to be 60 here, I think, tomorrow or Friday. I'm happy you brought that up with you, but keep that white stuff out of the forecast.
0: <laughs> so, you know, Dar- Darren, we're, we're, we're thinking of you, and I'll be thinking about you next week when I'm sipping a pina colada beachside in Fort Myers again once I get back down there. Um, and, of course, we can't forget Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. Uh, well, I don't even know if I mentioned it before with Darren, but Darren was the original Enforcer podcast. Sorry to get sidetracked here. He's just... We're a few beers deep, you know. We got got liquor going, so it's fun for the whole family. Um, But Darren was the original Enforcer podcast. He's got a tremendous back catalog. Um, I know he just had uh, William Chipaway who runs the Hockey Fights and Brawls page on. He just had Chris on, who was a a bouncer up in Buffalo, and he's got some great stories, uh, you know, from Sabres Tough Guys. And uh, I know he is a big fight fan. He does great write-ups on the Enforcer Appreciation site. But nonetheless, uh, Darren has, you know – Tremendous back catalog. Uh, he's got John John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Dan Kopek, uh, Joey Tedaranko. The list goes on. And then Joe on the other side with the Islanders and Forcers, um, as you can tell by the name Coliseum Chronicles. He's got a tremendous back catalog. Got like a five part saga with Trevor Gillies. He's had on um, Mike McWilliam, Cary Clark. Uh, you know, great back catalog from both guys. So I encourage everybody to go check those out. Um, but with, you know, getting those asshole shout outs out of the way, we will get into the meat and potatoes of the episode here, which is Mallard's tough guys that we're talking the quad city Mallard's and Jay, how long have you been a Mallard's fan for?
2: Well, my, my first season of being a fan was the first season. The Mallard's came in, um, 95, 96. I want to say probably could have looked that up. I apologize. Um, first season I kind of went here and there to games. Second season I had season tickets and I was pretty much hooked from there. You It know, started out in the old Colonial League, and then it went to the United League. And there was not, for my money, there was not a better league to watch hockey than the old United League. Every team had two or three tough guys, legit heavies. Every team had two or three guys that could put you know, 70, 80, 90 points on the board. And there was always some kind of crazy shit going on behind the play.
0: No, for sure. And, you know, the Mallards I think of, well, of course, it's the Quad City Storm. Now they played their last game, and it was the ECHL. Um, a few years back, I want to I think it was like probably 2016. What does that sound about right?
2: This is the third year of the storm, so counting the the COVID off year, four years ago the Mallards played their last game. Yeah, um, and the league holds the naming rights to the Mallards, which is why they chose a new name for the Southern League team. But it's it was a hell of a ride when they had the team here.
0: Yeah, it's funny because well, they've got not only a rich history of toughness, but they they lasted a long time for a minor pro team to last that long, especially because uh, they went from the Colonial League to the United League, and then after that it was the U or it was the uh, the IHL, and then after that they were in the CHL for a quick second, and then it went to the ECHL. So to last that long, um, it's almost like they're giving you know the Norfolk Admirals a run for their money because Norfolk has been around for quite a while too. Um, but they've had plenty, plenty of toughness to ground. Even with the Storm, they still have a, a, a decent amount of shapiness. Am I wrong?
2: Oh, no, you're not, and, and that's why I like the Southern League nowadays. I know you're a big ECHL guy now, um, jumping on that bandwagon real hard when you're down there. <laughs> but the Southern League, um, as far as I know, they're the only professional, aside from the NHL, they're the only professional league that doesn't have a fight limit. Um, as you, know, you and I have discussed, yep. there's not even a misconduct penalty for instigator anymore. Um, i want to say that it's a three fight in your out rule as opposed to most leagues have a two fight in your out rule but it's it's a hell of a league i, I love it. it's it's as close as you're going to get in nowadays hockey to the old united league i know it's it's, it's still a stretch to say but it's as close as you're going to get to that style of play in 2021.
0: No, for sure, and I, I think you know going. If you look at all the leagues now, once you get to the ECHL is when it starts to get there. But then, of course, they got the ten fight rule and all that bullshit, and um, they've got certain rules when it comes to like being the aggressor and the instigator. I've looked it up, and I, I kind of can't think of it off the top of my head, but they've got a bunch of different rules for fighting. I know you're not even allowed to like remove your elbow pads; that's an extra two, I think. But I know you said if, in the ECHL, is there a, is there a tilt going? Oh, hold on, we got a we got a we got a fight going. We got we got, we got how is it thrower? Uh, 24 and 15. Uh, I'm not sure. That might be. Is Howell, I think. 24 is how, Oh, shit. Oh. He just dropped oh. the hell out of him. So we got the, we got the, we got the Atlanta Gladiators and the Jacksonville Iceman on in the background. You know how's about to be fired up. Oh, Doing the hand wipe. wipe, wipe oh, <laughs> you love to see it. You love to see it.
2: Shoulder pad hanging off the jersey.
0: <laughs> Only here on the Fight for Fighting podcast <laughs> will we just fucking stop everything mid-interview for a hockey fight. You love to see it tremendous i i think that might have been no guard i'm not too too familiar also and then with the jacksonville iceman the flights for fights winner so the the jacksonville there's
2: there's a brewing company gives (laughs) away a prize when there's a fight
0: the jacksonville iceman will give away a prize to a certain section in a row if there's a fight uh, um during the game which is just tremendous that is is peak minor pro hockey we we
2: gotta give wicked barley brewing company a (laughs) shout out yeah wicked barley (laughs) just for that promotion you're fantastic
0: Whoever that is. That was the whole reason we didn't meet it. We were like, ah, oh, should we meet? us? I said, ah, maybe there'll be a fight. And that's why we were talking about earlier. We said we should watch Travis Howe. Uh, he's had a great rivalry with Newber, And I know he hasn't had a fight in a minute. We And Atlanta's got the two thrower brothers. Josh Thrower who hasn't had a fight. We're hoping for a replay. Um, if not, you'll be you'll definitely be able to not find it on my YouTube channel because I definitely don't post ECHL fights because why would I ever do that? Um, but it seemed to be a good fight. It looked like Howe definitely got the best of him. I think it might have been no guard he went with. So... That was, that was pretty solid, though.
2: I'm not uh, – oh, here we go. Oh, maybe a replay, maybe some cheesy minor league hockey graphics you do not get in
0: the AHL or the NHL. <laughs> everybody, telling everybody to get loud. I don't think we'll get a replay here, unfortunately. But, like I said, you give – by the time this is over and this episode's out, the fight will already be up on Michael my YouTube Turner, channel. Michael Turner, where's number 15? Oh, Michael Turner. Yeah, it was 15.
2: Yep. Michael Turner
0: weighing in at 6'3", 215. Big boy. Oh, big boy, but Travis how Travis Howe definitely got him so oh well, there we go let you love to see it nice little live fight commentary over here so we, yeah we had the game on it was the one the, the only game in the ECHL and that's why I chose to come over here on this night I was like yeah well we'll throw the game on see what happens and Atlanta's a decently tough team and so is Jacksonville and sure as shit we got ourselves a nice little fight going here so that was uh that was in- enjoyable to see we'll see if we get any more action later because I know uh Jacksonville has friend on the team and then uh The Gladiators have, like I said, both the Thrower Brothers and then also No Guard, who is, uh, all three of those guys will go, but I kind of forget where we were at this point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Squirrel. (laughs) Um, So anyways, I guess we'll just get into the episode here and we'll get into the meat and potatoes as you just heard our lovely fight banter back and forth while one was going on. But like I said, you'll be able to check that out later on my YouTube channel. Or not check it out because we definitely don't post ECHL fights. Um, no, and I
2: didn't. I did not
0: have at least a dozen removed from my YouTube channel when the
2: Mallards were in the ECHL. Thank you, East Coast Hockey League. I really <laughs> appreciate the sixty or ninety day YouTube jail that I was put in. Thanks to you.
0: Thanks a lot, YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm waiting for my fucking channel to get removed or you know get get put into the uh, YouTube jail or whatever. Even the NHL trademarked, like, one of my Chris Nyland videos from the 80s. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. I think it's the one where he's talking about fighting O'Reilly and Jonathan. Well,
2: you're, you're, you're making, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on, it, a, oh, YouTube, yeah. on a YouTube uh,
0: video that gets eh, 5,000, 7,000 7, views. Actually, well, the Nylon one but before – because it got taken down for some reason. I forget why. But before it got taken it was like 26,000 or 27,000 views. Fancy. I know. But besides that, all the tens and tens and tens of folks <laughs> that watch my uh, watch my channel – um
2: You know, it, it must be nice to have, like, 4th Line Voice subscriber numbers. My <laughs> oh, my, my 164 subscribers or whatever get my SPHL content right away.
0: And, folks, you know, listen, I encourage you, if you go over to 4th Line Voice's YouTube and you see a video that's really grainy or the fight is really short, he loves when you complain about the quality of the video or as to why he'd even post that fight. Please go. Just go do that. He loves the, uh, the suggestion box and that and, um... I encourage you to go <laughs> spew all over his YouTube channel. Well,
2: it's, he he likes the fan interaction, oh, regardless does. of it's if it's on YouTube or you can email him at hockeyfights at hotmail com because fourth line voice is very very old, and he actually has a hotmail account <laughs> because he still logs on with his you know fifty six k modem. It sounds like a robot being attacked.
0: Yeah, I'm, sur- I'm surprised he doesn't have like an old Angel Fire website <laughs> up from back in the day. Oh, now, now I'm dating myself with that, because I don't even think, if you're a younger listener, you probably don't even know what the hell a fucking Angel Fire website is. I'm only 25.
2: <laughs> Geocities.com backslash Fourth Line Voice. You can check out all his content.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you know, enough. enough you know, we've, we've sponsored him enough, that motherfucker. We'll wait for our checks in the mail for this holiday. You better be a Jelly of the Month Club subscription. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll get into the episode here. Um, so... You know, like I said, Quad City has a very rich history of tough guys, and so this will be covering their entire existence. It's not like you know these are just colonial guys or UHL guys. It'll all be um, throughout the entire league. So the colonial league, the UHL, IHL, CHL, ECHL. Um, Jay was kind enough to go grab a refill on some brewskis for his. He's got. (laughs) He's got to fill his fill his horn up. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure, like the uh, suggestive connotation to that. But I'm not sure I didn't like it. Exactly. So, we'll start it off here. Number 10 for the Quad City Mallards all-time tough guy list. Who do we have at number 10?
2: Uh, number 10, I have to go with the guy he spent three years with the Mallards all in the Central League. My um, name is Jason Costadine. He was a guy, he, he would fight anyone. He was a little undersized. Kind of had a couple screws loose. He would run his mouth all the time. You know, go out there, throw a hit here, there, big body checks, and he was greasy as shit. Um, he put up pretty solid PIM numbers. What in three years? Eh, about 450 PIMs. I remember a night Wichita was here, and at the end of the game, Costadine was running his mouth. Mallard's won, beat the uh, the old Wichita Watt Thunder, and Lizon jumped off the bench and went after him at the end of the oh game. My Lison. Caused caused a big you know a big to do, but he was entertaining as hell. And I remember there was a uh, an intro video where he would take his nose and push it all the way to the side of his face. Oh shit! I will never forget that. And he played you know the last three years of his career, hung him up here in Quad City, lived here for a little while, but he was entertaining as hell.
0: Some of these guys, you know, I might know him, I might not. Uh, you know, I of course, people who listen to the podcast will know I'm a I'm a Quad City Mallards fan. Uh, this, the team that got me into hockey, but I moved away when I was about two years old down to Florida, and I would go back every, it was every other, win- yeah, every other winter, I'd go there every summer, but every other winter I'd go back, so that's when we'd catch games. And so Some of these guys I might be familiar with, some I might not be, Um, but putting the nose all the way to, your, <laughs> to the side of his face for an intro video, just tremendous. It's peak minor pro hockey. I don't think you can get any better than that. No, and it's, you're not seeing that when, you know, Sidney Crosby gets introduced or
2: yeah, that that's the day that comes to me modern or you know modern hockey. Yeah, I don't watch the NHL. That, that's your show. No,
0: no, no. I I told you I went to one fucking game. This uh, it was the the home opener, and when they were down like six to one or five to one, and there there wasn't even a scrum the entire game versus the Penguins, I said that I'm fucking that. That's it. I'm done. I am done with it.
2: Well, you do realize that whenever you text me or call me,
0: Sidney Crosby's face pops up. Does it really? Yes. You motherfucker. I mean, I'd probably you'd probably prefer Sidney Crosby's mug over mine, anyhow. But uh, oh shit, and after that is <laughs> fucking terrible. And yet, there it is—a Sidney Crosby picture for whenever I call Jay or text him. Well, terrible.
2: That's that's who I associate with. You know, you're you're a different genuine different uh, generation than I am, and that's who I associate you with. You even kind of look the same, except your facial hair is, is a little more full.
0: I like to think I got – you know, it's funny. I was, like, for the longest time when I was in the Marines, so even though, you know, uh, you're supposed to shave every day – I can get away without shaving for, like, three days when I was, like, 18 and 19. I could not grow a beard to save my life, and then finally able to do it. So that's that's great. I probably look so beautiful. Oh, be great. Now we got Yuka over here on Twitter. Um <laughs> the guy is supposedly on his second honeymoon. Good Lord. Jay, I know you're listening out in Finland, you motherfucker. But um, anyways, moving on. Number nine, who do you got?
2: Number nine, I got a guy named Dave Stewart. He played one year for the Mallards in the uh, the United League. And this was a guy he was a little undersized, but he would fight absolutely anybody. They have him listed on HockeyDB as 5'11". He he was a 5'11 on skates. <laughs> he was a generous 5'8", I would say. Um like I said he fight anybody uh the the next year he were, the year after he was with the Mallards he played for Missouri and Flint fought Cody Doucette uh fought the Hammer Trombley he would fight fucking everybody but his claim to fame was he is the one fight that Chris Chelios had in the UHL Also oh,
0: when he was with uh, Motor City Yes
2: sir and we were, which the fight is actually up on my YouTube channel. If you search, you know, Chris Chelios, Dave Stewart, you'll see it.
0: Is that when they had, like, the 10-year anniversary jersey? Yes, like, sir. Okay, I know exactly what fight you're yeah, talking those, about.
2: Yeah, those, like, gradient gray to blue mm-hmm. pro-joy jerseys. Have one of those in the hanging up in the closet downstairs. Um, What's funny is the night before that trip, we went to Motor City, and then they played in Kalamazoo the next night. I felt like utter dog shit. Went to the doctor. Doctor gave me, like, two or three different kinds of prescriptions. He said, you know, take these. I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm going out of town. Can I take these with alcohol? He said, uh, you probably shouldn't, but go ahead. Excuse me. Well, across the street from where Motor City played, where's an Italian restaurant, and they had one liter mugs of beer. So there was four of us. I had eh, four, five, six of those. We Four, go to the
0: five, g- six, seven, you know, what are those numbers?
2: A, a, a number less than eight. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the game, and I, I'm, I'm loopy on cold meds, and just I pounded the beers to the Italian restaurant. So the video is grainy as shit, but at least it's on YouTube
0: of Chris Chelios fighting Dave Stewart. So there you go. Dave Stewart fighting Chris Chelios. Well, I got to ask, though, because I, I, I've heard, you know, very mixed reviews on the place. How was it actually watching the game up in Motor City?
2: I went there a few times. They called it the garage, right? They, the, the garage. Yeah. They so they had basically when they introduced the players, they rolled out a garage door, just a bare frame. Oh,
0: that's right. You can see it in the mic'd up video yeah. with uh, Jason Ralph. and all that fucking video. That's uh, gr- one of the best videos online.
2: So it's it's just you know three sides and wheels, and they rolled the fucking garage door, and the players skated out. But it was it was maybe twenty five hundred, three thousand fans, and then they put there was. Just you know, like five, six, uh, maybe twelve rows of seats, and then a concourse, and then they put like three rows of bleachers up on the concourse. Anyway, it, it was a hell of a place to watch a game. It was, it was peak UHL. Mm-hmm.
1: Where
2: you go, you watch a game for ten bucks. You see some scraps. You drink your three dollar beer. Have your two dollar hot dog. See fucking Darian Hatcher fall, falling his ass, coming across the boards. But yeah, it was it was entertaining as hell did, it, well, did you get to see Sean Avery at all too Sean Avery was suspended that game
0: oh, what did he get suspended for
2: I honestly don't remember I'm assuming running his mouth probably uh, but he was signing autographs what's funny so a friend of mine was waiting to get his autograph and she said uh, she was behind these two girls and they were talking oh this this CN Avery guy he he C. played N. he <laughs> plays in the NHL this CN guy he's so hot. But he's not playing tonight. And I was so excited to watch him play because I thought eh, maybe Dave Stewart and Avery would have, they're about the same size. You know, they run their mouths a lot. It might be kind of fun. But fucker went and got suspended. But they had uh, that Chelios, they had Hatcher, and I thought they uh Brian Smolensky. They had Smolensky at that time, too. But yeah, I was, as you said, the, the mic'd up Jason Routh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's comedy right there.
0: Well, right. Did they have the mascot there too at the time? That like, were I don't even know what the fuck the thing was. It was just it looked like almost like a Yupi from like the Canadians.
2: Yeah, it was like it was like a mishmash of like five different yeah. mascots. But they threw mechanics overalls.
0: Yeah, they threw like like coveralls on. them. Yeah, and you know, there's
2: like <laughs> grease stains on them and stuff. Like eh, yeah, that's good enough. We right. found we found this mascot head down in the basement of this. It's basically like a rec league rink because yeah. there was like three or four other rinks. They found the head, who knows where, you know, buried in the locker room. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, throw, throw a head on there, throw some bibs on him, you're good to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because well, I remember in the in the Mic'd Up video, I remember Ralph was pissed on the pre He was like, oh, now they got a fucking production and a mascot. Like, what the fuck is this? And, uh, you know, just Jason Ralph in that video is, is tremendous. And um, I really wish, and I hope to God he comes on either my show or Darren's. I, I think I've asked him, and I think Darren has asked him, but we've tried to get fucking Willis on. Oh, my God. Ty-
2: Tyler Willis, you know, that's a dude who, again, that, that's that's peak UHL. I know he spent some time in the AHL, but he was the captain of Kalamazoo for mm-hmm. years. He was a guy. He'd play every shift. He'd play power play. He'd play penalty kill. And he'd go out there, and he would, you know, motherfuck anybody, slash, hack, butt end, spear. And you know, for a little dude, he could throw. Oh, yeah, he, he would, would go he with anybody.
0: Willing. He was definitely willing. Yeah, well, funny, now you mention it. Kalamazoo, that's another team that's been around the block for quite a while now, yeah. too. Um, but, so, number eight. What well, we got? Number eight, right? Number eight. Number eight. So, who we got for number eight? Oh, I think I, am I, am I, I'm I to be Well, by the way, folks, I like to tell you, this is one of the most prepared guests I've ever seen. He's got his notes. He's got fucking stats out for every guy, you know, of when, when he played, how long he's played, and, um, you know, he's got his own little Gmail list going on over there, so... This is fucking professional over here, if I've ever seen it.
2: Well, well, you know what? I, um, I don't have these fancy note apps that you kids have nowadays, so basically I have to email everything to myself because <laughs> that's how old fucks do it. Um, but number eight is a guy you're familiar with, yep. a guy he's actually still playing the game today. One, you know, a new age guy was Anthony Collins. Yep. I think he is with uh, Norfolk now, yep. the Admirals. Yep. Um, he played for the Mallets for two years. Uh, you know, part part of one year, part of another year. Huge guy. And when he'd throw, he'd throw from, you know, three area codes away. Yeah. He threw with some fucking legit anger. And he would fight anybody. You know, he fought uh, Patrick McGrath, who was a guy in the ECL show for a long time. I don't know if he's still in the league now or not. He might be in the A. might be retired, hung him up. Uh, fought a guy named Jack Nevins, who was incredibly tough. Fought Garrett Hunt. Uh, That fight's on my YouTube channel. Um, I may have had a couple beverages beforehand, so the first five seconds might be out of focus. (laughs) But he was, you know, a a monster kid, even though he only played, uh, give or take, about 80 games here. Still put up pretty decent PIM numbers. And he could put the puck in the net, you know, every now and then, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, Anthony Collins is definitely a tough dude. And he just, uh, he fought, actually, Nuber in the last series with... uh, with the Everblades, they had a three, uh, three game stint, and the Everblades were up. And so, uh, Newber obliged Anthony Collins, and they had a tilt. And I mean, it was nothing home to write, or nothing, excuse me, nothing to write home about, but, um, it was a pretty solid. I know Collins at the beginning of the year, I forget who the fuck they were playing, but he laid an uppercut on a dude, just, oh, just, just buckled, him, buckled him, buckled him. You like folded the kid like a cheap tent And the dude was like holding his face after It's pretty sure he broke his face And like his orbital bone or his jaw or something Because the, the, the uppercut I have not seen an uppercut that good in a hockey fight In quite a long time actually
2: And you don't see that much nowadays anymore no. And if you, if you want to see that fight Absolutely do not
0: go onto YouTube Do not go on to the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Well, actually, I'll take that. It's not all my channel because it was before I got the package and whatever. I'll go. go I can go back and find it. I can probably. I definitely can't go back and find it and upload it to YouTube. I could have sworn I could have sworn it was definitely not on your YouTube channel. No, it's if you look it up on Twitter. If you look up Anthony Collins on Twitter, I think you'd be able to. But. I'll go back and I'll find the fucking I'll find the fight of when it was posted or whatever and I'll I'll have it uploaded there tonight.
2: Yeah, he, he dropped that dude like a sack of potatoes.
0: Yeah, like they start getting together and he lays an uppercut on him and then like two more shots and the dude was just dead. like there was not a chance he was getting up from it. Um, so Anthony Collins definitely still a bad dude for sure and. Uh, I th- I'm trying to think if he's gotten in- he got into another fight against some dude in Orlando, just beat the doors off of him too at center ice. I think it was in Orlando at that. So that's really fun to see. It's like seeing your little kid get beat up or something out there. Um, but yeah, Anthony Collins, I'm definitely down with him. So number seven, who we got
2: number seven. We have a, a, uh, former fourth line voice guest, Les Borsheim. There you go. Les only played a year here in Quad City, but dude, you know, dude was strong as an ox. And he was genuinely mean out there on the ice. I know he, he said on Darren's show he didn't care for his time here in Quad City, but we liked him here. Like I said, he was, anytime he threw, he actually wanted to hurt somebody. Um, guys out there actually seemed genuinely afraid of him on the yeah. ice. But what's crazy is that was the same year where, you know, we had the NHL players playing down in the United League. And in Missouri, among other guys, they had Bryce Salvador, who was, you play, play for the Blues. I wouldn't call him a heavyweight by any means, but he was more than willing to fight. And Borsheim fought him here in Quad City. Again, that video is on my YouTube. I mean, it was, what, 15 years ago? So the video quality isn't the best. But if, if you're asking me, maybe there's a little bit of Homer there. Uh, Borsheim takes it pretty easy, and that's not an easy thing to do against... Uh, Bryce Salvador.
0: I forget that because he was there when it was the IHL two or whatever, right?
2: No, that was still the United League.
0: Oh, was it really?
2: Yes, sir. in 0405. oh
0: four oh five. Oh, I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking of Goulet. Goulet was here when it was the. Yes, sir. yes that's Can what you, I'm thinking we,
2: of. We'll, we'll get to
0: him. Well, here. yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll save that for. Sure, we'll put jump, that in the back pocket.
2: Through my notes now. I don't like that.
0: No, I'm come, sorry. Come come, well, here. fuck you. Had didn't you have his his green jersey downstairs? Isn't that who, who's you have? Nope,
2: that's uh. Jared Kaufman, the goalie, the uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. The, the, the incident <laughs> with Jason Goulet's jersey, we'll get to that here in a
0: little bit. We'll we'll get to it. So, anyways, definitely down with Les Borsheim. tough dude, and uh, all the best in him and his recovery. I know he's still doing physical therapy all the time. When his uh, it was a motorcycle accident, correct? Yep,
2: motorcycle accident.
0: Yes. So I, you know, he's learning how to walk again. So all the best to Les, and hopefully, if by the off chance he's listening to this, uh, you know. Hopefully you keep fighting, dude, you're a fucking warrior for sure.
2: Absolutely. And I know he did he does his golf tournament, mm-hmm. raises
0: money for his treatment. It's a fantastic cause.
2: If you get a chance, just Google your know, Les Borsheim charity, I'm sure that'll pop up. Um, and I wanna say he still does color occasionally for the Colorado Eagles who were really yeah, and I think they're in the AHL now.
0: Yeah, they are. That's crazy that they're in the AHL. They were a CHL team for the longest oh, time the back longest in the day. Time. Yeah. I forgot about that fuck they had, like, Fraser Flippic back in the day, just oh, they dropping had, uh, dudes.
2: Uh, Greg Pankowitz, who would yep. put up, like, 100 points, like, 350 PIM a year.
0: <laughs> it's fucking nuts. That's like video game numbers. Oh
2: God, that, that's a guy I would love to hear more about. There, you know, there's no video of him. Yeah. But, you know, you look at the stats. Yeah, it's, it's fucking NHL, you know, 2019 numbers. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, so, what do we have here? Number six?
2: Number six. We're going old school on this one. There we go. We're going with Gary Goulash. There's a name I know. Gary Goulash played about three and a half years in Quad City and and, you know he was another guy who was just mean out there didn't give a shit huge you know huge defensive but what's crazy is he would actually put up pretty good points too I mean one year he had 46 pims 300 or excuse me 46 points 358 pims 52 points 311 pims 45 points 342 pims that's, I mean, that's video game numbers, oh, too. Oh, yeah,
0: dude. Goulash was fucking awesome. And I know, well, <laughs> I know with recent guests, Howie Rosenblatt, they may have had a couple uh, disputes <laughs> yeah. here and there, but, uh, you know, for my time watching Goulash, Goulash is definitely a name I associate with uh, one of the dudes who definitely got me into hockey when I was younger, and I always remember that, and I still have – Of course, you got folks. You got to remember, this is like late '90s, early 2000s when Beanie Babies were still popular. (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking about. The Mallards had their own fucking line of like Beanie Babies, and it was I think it was like the it was like the Goulash Gator or something.
2: Yeah,
0: Goulash Gator. The Goulash Gator, and so yeah, they made the Goulash one was a fucking alligator, Um, and I still have that somewhere. It's in storage. I think it's in like my my parents' storage unit or something like that. But yeah, I still have that, and Goulash is definitely like synonymous with one of the dudes who got me into hockey, and I definitely remember at least seeing him play back in the day in the old the old Quad City Mallards.
2: And what's crazy is, you know, he's a guy he'd play, you know, play regular shift, play a penalty yeah. kill. He, he is like the epitome of what a tough guy is to me. He'd drop in front of a slap shot, mm-hmm. you know, take the slap shot anywhere on his body just to keep it from getting to the net. And he was hugely popular here in Quad City. And, you know, back in the day there used to be one jersey auction a year. And you know, one year you, you couldn't touch a jersey for less than 1500 bucks. Jesus.
0: And, that, um, well, that, well, and then what year is that? That's like what?
2: Goulash was here. So in the it was like
0: early 2000s,
2: in the, in the 98 99 season, yep. they did a Valentine's, you're like a Broken Hearts jersey. Oh, shit. Um, and his Broken Hearts jersey went for, I want to say, $7,100.
0: Holy shit. Yes, sir. Insane.
2: And $7,100 for a. Fucking United Hockey League auction jersey. <laughs> which, if we if we go from where I where I'm sitting right now, it's about uh, about eh, fifteen feet from where I sit right now. Don't get me wrong. I didn't spend yeah, seventy one. I didn't spend seventy one hundred dollars on it back in eighty nine or in, in ninety nine. But it's it's sitting in the
0: closet right now. No, oh, for sure. And you know, oh, that, oh, by the way, those jerseys were beautiful, tremendous. Um, they got like, you know, like a silver, like, it's like, what is it called? Like glitter twill is what they used to call it. I think at least on the old lightning jerseys, but like glitter hearts in the background, like there's the backdrop on the numbers and
2: yeah, I, I love it. It was you know, a Valentine's Jersey. They're usually like pink and white and happy hearts. The Mallards did a, uh, Valentine's broken heart Jersey. So the Jersey's black, they have like dark red trim on it. Yeah. the The, the silver dazzle. The logos, the mallard's head with like a, a shattered heart behind it. I, I fucking love that shirt.
0: It's beautiful, absolutely. Um, so there you go. You got Gary Goulash at number six. Uh, before we get to number five, you go. Know, you got to you got to take a leak. All right. Yeah. Well, on, well, we'll do it in the magic of editing. We'll take a quick pause. Uh, Jay's gonna take a leak, and also we need more beer too. So give us one second. All right, and back through the power of editing. Uh, you know, as we got another little beer run and took a quick piss break, we are on to number five with Jay and his top 10 Quad City Mallards tough guys. Who do we got at number five?
2: Number five, we have former Fiverr for Fighting Podcast guest, the legend, the sheriff, Howie Rosenblatt. One of the toughest, toughest guys you'd ever see play in the old United League. Um, you know, he was hurt a couple years when he was here, but he played here, you know, three years total. Um, had a bunch of call-ups to the AHL when he was here. He got called up. <coughs> oh, excuse me. What he was here, he got called up to San Antonio, got called up to Portland. And he was a guy who would score. He'd stand in front of the net, and he would fight literally anybody when he was out there on the ice. You know, had, you know for a big dude, he had pretty soft hands. Yeah. How- Howie. Um, I'll look for my check in the mail on that one. But <laughs> – and he, he was one of the guys who was out there in community all the time, to too. You know, getting the Mallard's name out there, getting his name out there. Just a, a hell of a guy. And, yeah, he's easily number five on the list.
0: Well, it's funny because I had no clue until he had mentioned I went back and looked at I had no clue his fight with Mel Engelstad. I think Mel was with Thunder Bay at the time. I, think, yeah. I had no clue that was on YouTube. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, dude, Howie Rosenblatt, very tough dude. He's one of the like the first Mallards I actually remember watching um, when I was I mean, I was young. I had to have been – no older than like three or four years old watching watching Rosenblatt at the time. And I like from all accounts of like my aunt and uncle, anytime I'd see him I would just go like Howie Almost like fucking uh what's that damn show? Big Bang Theory. Howard you know, Howie, all that fucking bullshit. Um but yeah, from all accounts, great dude and tremendous podcast guest. For those who haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back and check out my interview with Howie Rosenblatt. I forget what number episode it is, but it was probably like in the last five or six episodes. Um, if you just go back in the back catalog and check it out, but tremendous guest, awesome story. I'd love to get him back on. I was just telling Jay before I hit record again, if it was on a damn school night, as they say, I would have gotten just probably wrecked with him on the fucking podcast, but I had to go to work the next day.
2: We got Howie out there in his garage or a shed. Drinking, what, Crown Royal Reserve? It was,
0: it was Crown Reserve smoking a fucking cigar. <laughs> cigar the
2: size of a baseball bat out there. <laughs> and then he tells a story about having breakfast with Link Gates. Yeah, exactly. He fought, I want to say he fought Link. I think
0: he went to Madison. Yep, he Would fought he Link when he
2: was in Madison. Madison. God, those
0: those jerseys were sharp. I fucking, uh, I, I want to get a Madison jersey. <laughs> uh, and what's,
2: you know, Howie, I, I, I thought he was going to, re- he retired after he played here. And then ended up playing a few games for the New Haven Knights. After he played here, I want to say he played what, you know, 10, 15, fifth, uh, twelve games. God, I would, I would kill, I'd kill two people I didn't know for one of those Howie Rosenblatt New Haven Knights jerseys. God, those
0: were sick. Oh yeah, I would do anything for just a Rosenblatt Mallard jersey too. I wonder, do you know of anybody who has it?
2: Um, I got a feeling there's a guy over in Davenport just moved that might have one in his closet. Um, I don't have an exact address, but, Corey, um, we might leave the house after we're done with this and track you down
0: and take it from you. If it's Corey, then we – I mean, all bets are off. I've talked with Corey before. Uh, he just, you know, sold it. He, he got his trashers payday like myself, so – uh, you know, he's got a little jangle in his pocket. Well, hopefully, he didn't spend it all on the fucking, you know, booze cruise out there in the Midwest. But, uh, you know, Corey, hopefully he's listening. But we're going to come over there. We're going to steal the fucking Rosenblatt sweater from you. Oh,
2: fucking Corey, he's probably going to listen to fucking 311 and hey,
0: Cabo Sam hey, Lucas wrong with, and stuff. Th-
2: this is not a music podcast. I can't, <laughs> I can't begin to tell you what's right with 311. All right, you know, this is going to take a right turn real quick. But because... Because we went there, Corey, hell of a nice guy, is like, hey, why don't you and your wife come with me to see 311 at Tinley Park, not Tinley Park, whatever, that was a good one, whatever island in Chicago went to see. And Corey and and my wife love the show, and my fat ass is there sitting on the handicap riser, (laughs) drinking $15 beers, listening to this horrible, horrible band. And all I could do was curse his name and think how I'm going to steal his goulash game worn jerseys. As a matter of fact, he has a Kerry Toporowski Millennium Mallard jersey. Yes, sir.
0: That motherfucker. I, you know, I had a, I had a Toporowski Vegas one, and I sold it, and that's when that's when I regret, and I forget exactly what I got, and should say got in return, but what I what that money went towards. But that's when I do regret selling the the thing that made me sell it was it didn't have a lot of wear. Yeah. It and did not have a lot of wear, so I was like, oh, I, I I get rid of it, I guess. And
2: if it had been the like the second logo for the Vegas Thunder with the bear the with the, the pull, fucking the polar bear polar whatever, with the thunderbolts, yeah. I would have driven down to Florida. and you know giving you the cash myself. God, <laughs> I love those jerseys. There was a was Trevor Ronick. There was a Trevor Ronick one for sale for the longest time and it was like the god awful teal color. Oh yeah. with like the black accents, but son of a bitch, I would
0: I love those Thunder jerseys. Oh, I do too. I he, love You them. know what? I I it was uh and I know John from the old hockey fight league is listening. I know he's not on Twitter anymore, but um He'd always he'd always say how much he loves mesh jerseys, mesh jerseys. And I'm like, why the fuck do you like mesh jerseys so much? I saw the fucking thunder jersey in person, and I was like, god damn it, he was right. Those mesh jerseys are sharp. I love those old Bauer IHL mesh jerseys. They are just tremendous.
2: And his boy uh, Darren skiel still in the ECHL. Is
0: he with Allen? I want to say. Yes, he's with Allen. He's a tough motherfucker. He got in a really good fight the other night against I think Sean. Fuck, who was it? It was Sean somebody. I can't remember off the top of my head. Real good ECHL fan I am. Oh, you, you turned around real quick. I thought we had another fight. we were about- <laughs> yeah, we're about to have another fucking fight commentary going on here. Um, but yeah, no, Skio is really tough, dude, out out there with Allen. One of the biggest, uh, one of the bigger names in the ECHL as far as tough guys go. Um, he went to the, I think, it was like the Anaheim Ducks camp at one point. I think I know John has that jersey, so that's a really sweet jersey but yeah, Ski was a tough dude for sure. Yeah,
2: John's got the uh they wore like Don Cherry jerseys once. He's got that yep, jersey got framed that up. Yep. Vancouver Giants and that was a dude I was he he's not an SPHL level guy, but I was selfishly hoping he'd, you know, find his way down to this league so we could at least see him a few times before we got the call back up again. Yeah, that that kid's got a future in this league.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll see. I I look forward to seeing wherever he goes in in the ECHL. Hopefully, by some off chance, he ends up in Florida next year because uh, as much as I love Kyle Newber, I don't know how long he's got in the league because he's, he's just getting up there in age. You know, he's older and um, his body's got a lot. He's has he, If you actually go back and look at his fight card, especially even just the, I think it was the Vancouver Canucks uh, rookie camp or whatever. Fuck, he had like five fights in just like two days or whatever. Like, it's just insane. Insane.
2: You know, I saw a picture of him online not too long ago. And I felt bad for this guy because he was standing next to this this <laughs> guy. It, what what it looked like was kind of like the prototypical Florida man.
0: I was gonna say like an extra Magnum PI because he was handsome enough that he could be he could have been an extra.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about that. I'm kind of thinking he was like the like the understudy to the Sasquatch video from you know the seventies. First
0: skunk ape down in Florida, <laughs> sir. <laughs>
2: but he had the Hawaiian shirt rocking, and I thought, what you know. Newber, just blink twice if you're you're fucking trapped. You need help out of here. This guy's got his hand on your back. Looks like the small of the back. Maybe the top of the ass. Like, oh, I feel, I feel so bad for
0: that dude. Hopefully we can get that motherfucker on the podcast. I'd love to have Kyle Newber on I've got his number, folks, but no guarantees, of course, because he's still playing in the season. If anything, hopefully I can get him in the off season, but we'll see how it goes.
2: Um, now make sure you text that number beforehand so it's not like Bob's muffler shop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Joe's whorehouse. You got the hoe. We got the dough, or you got the dough. We got the hoe. Fucking hey, we're over here too. too many fucking beers deep now. Um, what do we at number four? Number four. Number four. Who do we got for number four?
2: Number four is a guy who I'm sure anybody on your podcast is familiar with his name. He was a guest on on Fourth Line Voice oh, podcast. I know it is. Was uh, Mr. Steve McIntyre when he was here. You know his nickname was you know Big Show. His nickname was Diesel. Absolute monster of a guy. Started his career in the UHL. Well, played, you know, played juniors in Saskatoon. So that that weirdo up in uh, whatever suburb he Fuck lives in now. Saskatoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving move to the fucking high dollar Heights suburbs.
0: Yeah, fucking uh, big city man. He probably gets the other <laughs> local kids to shovel his driveway now too. That fucking asshole. Yeah, here's
2: here's ten bucks shovel my driveway, bitch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I tell you what. Well, didn't he actually? Well, technically, didn't he start his career out in the Quebec League? Yes, sir. Uh, with uh, uh Sorel.
2: Well, he played for Muskegon in the United League first. That's right. He, uh, he did. He, he played, did. Played a handful of games in regular season.
0: That's when he fought um, Melnichuk. Yep. Out oh, there. Oh God.
2: Meat grinder. That that's a guy who, if we we're doing a UHL list, it'd be hard pressed not to put him as number one. But meat grinder and and McIntyre wasn't an, an amazing fight. Yeah. And it's it's on, it's on the YouTubes, and I don't want to mention who probably has it up there. Well, yeah, That was a hell of a scrap, but when he was here, you know, he would fight absolutely everybody, but he wouldn't just fight guys, he would destroy guys in this league. Yeah. Um, when he was here, he was only here for the one year, um, he left the team, um, a guy named Tim Taylor, who ran the team at the time, called him and said, you know, come back. You know, it, it, it's 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 gonna be better for your career if you come back. And what was crazy? That was his la- the last time he played at you know the the UHL, quote unquote double A level, until the end of his career when he you know he spent some time in Utah, and then you know played here and there for the Federal League for Carolina.
0: Which he still he still does every once in a while. He will still play for the Federal League today. Yep. It was just a what a year ago he he fought. Tough motherfucker, and I didn't listen to the podcast, Nick. I gotta give you all the fucking credit in the world oh, for even daddy. for yeah, Squash Daddy, for even trying to go with Big Mac, dude. Insane. Yeah, that's. Yo, know, that, that dude's got a set bigger than both yeah, of he, us. Buddy. He's like he's like Randy Mars in South Park, where he's got to carry his balls in the wheelbarrow wherever he goes. In the fucking <laughs> like that was it? I think it was the medical marijuana yep. episode or whatever. Like Mike balls yeah, <laughs> Nick Wright just got he's got a wheelbarrow them suckers yep. around for even trying to fight fucking Big Mac. Yeah,
2: there, there's no way. I don't care if I'm standing on your shoulders, chicken fight that motherfucker. <laughs> there's there's no way. But yeah, when he when he was in this league, there was there was nobody who could even touch him. Yeah. Because that was right before he got to his peak, and he was just just destroying guys. The you know the only even in this league, the only thing was he was. I think he might have been a little too nice for this league. Right. Or for, sorry for the you know was the UHL at the time, but man, he was just wrecking guys. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. And of course, everybody knows his NHL career, and um, which is surprising actually. He does. I think he's got more fights in the AHL than anything. What you got? You got piss again?
2: Well. Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> through the magic of editing, we got the bladder of a little girl over here. We will pause for one second, take a piss break, and come right back. All right, and back here through the magic of editing after a lovely piss break, uh, beer run, and th- got the t- good, lovely Copenhagen Wintergreen in now. Um, what number are we on? We're on three?
2: We're on three, but uh, what's funny is, so one of the honorable mentions we'll get to later on, uh, John the Hammer Trombley, he actually fought back McIntyre in the AHL, and god damn, that was a hell of a scrap, it was kind of cool seeing, you know, two guys who used to play in Quad City, just absolutely going at it, center ice, uh, McIntyre played for the P Bruins at the time, Providence Bruins at the time, yep. and uh, the hammer was with Wooster, the Sharks at the time, fucking, the logo was a, a shark with a monocle, that, that, oh, that's
0: I know, I was thinking, because in my head I was thinking the old, like, because for the longest time, they used the old Sharks logo. Yeah. But yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking
2: so, about. So, back in the day, you know, the, the Cleveland Barons, who had the, like, the the like the, the Pringles, kind of Mr. Peanut looking at the top hat and the monocle. Yeah. And they were, their eh, affiliation kind of fuck around. But Wooster kind of stole the logo, threw it on the shark, shark with a monocle, fucking uh, tuxedo, cat, uh, tuxedo coat, tails. But, man... Seen the hammer and diesel go at it center ice in the AHL was pretty fucking cool for a guy who saw him, you know, playing both here in quad city.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And what, what a great career that, you know, Steve McIntyre had and uh, had those great fights with Boogard and Boogard is in New York and um, fought Goddard a couple times, I think. And what a great career. I'm, I'm very happy to say I have a mallet warm up of Steve McIntyre, at least better than nothing. Yeah. Man. Which by the way, that thing, I'm not a, I'm not a small guy. I'm I'm sitting at about 6'1", 265, 270-ish, and that thing is a dress on me.
2: Yeah, you you mentioned what Eric Goddard, goddamn, I wish you hadn't mentioned that. Hand to God. So the Mallards made way to the Quad City Flames of the AHL for two seasons. Before the Flames came here, they were the Nebraska or sorry, the Omaha Aksarben Knights of the AHL. I don't remember that at all.
0: It had to have been like a one-season wonder.
2: Uh, they, I think, they played in uh, Nebraska for two years. Gotcha. The logo was like the Calgary C with the flames behind it with a knight head. Sick jersey. But for the two years before they came here, the hand of God, Eric Goddard, played in Omaha. And the year he, or the year that the Flames moved their AHL team to here, he got called up and played for Calgary. God, I was pissed off. Didn't get to see Eric Goddard here at all.
0: Well, you still got to see Vandermeer, though, right? Oh, Vandermeer. It was, it was Pistol, yep. correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pistol Pete was here the
2: second year. First year, there was... Uh, Prost was here. Brandon Prost was yeah. here. There was That was back when the AHL was... Goddamn, that was a lot that of was fun. The tough. That was the jungle.
0: Oh, getting out of the jungle a little bit, but it still as heavy going around.
2: Yep, there was... And, and the Flames, they were not a good team, but goddamn, they were fun. The first year, Prost... I should have. I should have probably printed off my my eleven pages of notes. Probably should have printed off some Flames notes. <laughs> but but Prost had a hell of a lot of fights.
0: I can. To be honest, I completely forgot the fucking Flames even existed. Yep. they were here for two not, years. Yeah, two years. That was. It. And
2: then the Calgary's like, "Fuck this, we're moving the team to Abbotsford, right? Abbotsford, some little island off uh, BC." Yeah, I
0: don't even think they're a team anymore.
2: Nope they they moved. They went from Omaha for two years, Quad City for two years two three years in Abbotsford then they went to Adirondack for two or three years and then they went to Stockton where they are now
0: yes that's right yeah so Quad City's always had some good toughness I I almost forgot pistol played here when former guest of the podcast you can go back and check that out also on Darren's podcast if you want to go get a, a fourth line voice bump in there too Fucking asshole! You better put our check in the fucking mail. Fucking hey, we we
2: we've given this guy more air time than he's yeah, gotten we've been in pumping like his fucking four tires, four podcasts.
0: Blow as soon as he goes over one fucking speed bump. Yeah, no, no shit.
2: His head's probably bigger than my fucking head, and I got a giant dome right now. <laughs> but what we're on number number three? Oh, see, see, you said the ten toughest mallards of all time, and it's not easy.
0: No, like I said, they've had a rich history of toughness. They have
2: so. So th- we we have we have three A and three B. We'll go with three B first. A guest. God damn it! Gotta mention him again. Darren Foldblind voice had him on there. Uh, Jason Goulet there is three go. B. He only played one year here, and it was the CH. Oh, sorry, it was the the, the, I, I, the IHL, IHL two at the,
0: the time. That uh, by, by the way, folks, talk about minor league marketing. That was, I remember when they came out that logo. It was the sum, I was here for that summer when they announced that the team was coming back as the Mallards. And it was like the li- like lime green, yep. orange and white, and their their motto was "Quack to the Future." So
2: when they announced <laughs> the team was coming back, the owner—I do not know why—I remember this. I cannot remember, you know, what happened. What I had for lunch yesterday, but the owner of the team was Chris Lencheski. and yeah, the the you know the the slogan was "Quack to the Future." So they had the press conference at the at the mark at the time. And the fucking DeLorean from <laughs> Back to the Future comes out, fucking smoke rolling. Oh, naturally. I'm like, oh, shit, this, this, I'm way into this. <laughs> because, I mean, minor league hockey, that's where it's at. Oh, yeah. And the more sideshow, the more circus shit, I'm into it. Well, that's why,
0: you know, I, I'm the same way. I love, like, and I know Darren has said it, when it comes to minor pro hockey, anything goes. I don't give a fuck. I'm all for, it, but you show me the Storm Surge with the fucking Carolina Hurricanes, and I want that beat to the fucking ground in a second. I can't stand it. I mean, even I, to be honest though, with the Storm Surge, if that happened in even minor pro hockey, I'm like what the fuck are we doing
2: here? Yeah. Come like, on now. Well, they they did that a few times. It's it's the Quad City Storm here. They did it a few times here. And they're like, yeah, this 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 can't happen anymore. No.
0: Like I, said, I always, I always go to the the old meme with the fucking with the goalie from Slapshot. Trade me, trade yeah. me right fucking trade now, me
2: right fucking right. now.
0: <laughs> exactly. Start so, walk Okay, well, let's,
2: let's get back on track here, Mr. Jason Goulet, Mr. No Name Hockey. Um, so when he was here, they were in the IHL, played one year here, and the one year he played here was probably the most dominant I have ever seen a guy one season in in minor pro hockey. He had upwards of 25, 26 fights, and I can honestly say, you know, no Homer. He did not lose a fight that year by any stretch, and he was fighting the toughest guys in the league at the time. Uh, Justin Sawyer, who I'm sure anybody listening to your show yep. knows who Justin Sawyer is, um, he fought Justin Sawyer four or five, six times. A couple of them, there was there's on my YouTube channel. Uh, which is what's my YouTube channel? D skunk.
0: <laughs> what are you asking me? <laughs>
2: I'm like 15 beers deep at this yeah, point. He's got, a, he's
0: got the leaning tower of bush lattes over here.
2: Plus that the delicious alcohol that you brought to get my pants off.
0: Peak reserve, no fucking. You know, you go check it out. Not if you're in the Tampa Bay area, and you need renovations on your apartments. Let me know. Bottle uh, 62 of 100. Yeah. Um. He he. There's one.
2: He landed 27, 28 shots to Sawyer. Sawyer might land a one or two, and he he fought some monsters that year. He fought Ramon Gobez, uh, a dub guy, pretty legit guy. Um, he fought Derek Parker, who I'm sure anybody knows.
0: Fuck, he's still fighting now.
2: Yeah, fucking Derek Parker. I I, I love <laughs> that dude. He's 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 in my shape, which is much more round than normal, <laughs> and he's fighting in the LAH now. But he uh, Parker was with the Generals at the time, and Goulet dropped him two punches. Fucking picked him back up with two with one hand, fucking landed two more and dropped him and fucking walked off. Oof. It was a it was a just a fucking monster shot. Um, he fought a cat named Brad McMillan, yep, who was tough as they come. What was crazy is, you know, I have never seen a guy fight that many times and not lose a fight.
0: Yeah. There you go. Jason Goulet was your was that three A or three B? Um.
2: A. Whatever on it 3B. doesn't matter at this point. So 3B. Yep, 3B. And we'll, another shout out, you know, he owns No Name Hockey. You want a hockey stick? There you go. No Name Hockey, Google it. Um Great hats, great sweatshirts. He didn't pay me for this. He probably should. <laughs> um Great dude, but we'll go with, okay, 3A was a five for fighting guest. His number is retired in Quad City. Oh, okay. Was Mr. Mark McFarlane.
0: Mark McFarlane, Mac. Mark McFarlane, yeah, that was the early days of the podcast. I had that. I remember, man, that interview, I was hurting because we had just moved into our, our apartment. We had had the guest room set up. I'm sitting on the floor like a fucking, <laughs> like a hobo, just sitting there doing this interview. My back by the end of it, like I had to, I'd like get a pillow in there and like put my back on the wall. Oh, it was just terrible. But I think the interview was great. Mac was an awesome guest.
2: He, he, oh, he played six years here in Quad City, um, essentially retired out of here. He played just a handful of games for Topeka in the Central League a few years after he played here.
0: By the way, great name Topeka Tarantulas. I have his Topeka <laughs> Tarantulas jersey. As a matter of fact, Tremendous. Tremendous. oh,
2: it's, it's it's a fantastic. It's ugly as shit, <laughs> but goddamn, it, it's awesome. The you know, spider takes up. You know, it's it's the regular size logo plus like fifty percent. Yeah. But he was he was a guy. He could play. You know, he played in power play, played penalty kill, put up some decent numbers. And he would get his, his penalty minute numbers all game long. He would fucking fight anybody. So there was a guy who probably could have made this list for the Mallards named Kevin Kerr, famous minor league hockey guy. Um, Kevin Kerr, uh, McFarlane bit him during a playoff game
0: on the hand. This like an actual bite too, because to get a biting penalty back then, you got to do something serious. You got to well, actually see it, not dude, not like this Brendan Lemieux shit that just happened.
2: Damn near ripped the guy's finger off. But what's funny <laughs> is they actually handed out like it was probably say eighteen by ten poster boards of a shark fin. The next game, and they called him Mark the Shark.
0: Oh my god, dude!
2: But what's insane is not only did he bite somebody. But before that, there was a player for the Muskegon Fury named Corey Bannica Mm. who bit Mark McFarlane on the finger.
0: Right.
2: And I don't know that he even got suspended for the fact, you know, back in the United League, you know, fucking bite somebody, stab them. Who cares?
0: Right.
2: But he he was a dude who I'd be remiss to say when his number was retired, he was standing there at the podium. He could probably suit up and play, you know, two, three shifts even back then.
0: Yeah. No, Mark McFarland's absolute awesome dude, and like I said, I encourage you to go check out the back catalog of the podcast and get him. Um, oh, you know, one, give us one second, one more stoppage here. Uh, Jay's got to take a call real quick. We'll uh, we'll make it happen through the power of editing, folks. Real professional podcasts are running here, but it's all part of the shit show. All right, I'm right back. Like we never left. We got the last two. We'll wrap it up here. Um, well, before we get to number one as well, we'll do a couple honorable mentions because I know that's on here. But number two all time. For The Mallards tough guys, who do you got? Number two,
2: I don't think you can tell the, the history of quad city hockey without mentioning Jacques the Mailman Mayotte,
0: legendary minor pro tough guy, also former guest of the Five for Writing podcast. If you want to go back and check out that episode? You can
2: almost, you know, former guest of Five for Fighting podcast,
0: <laughs> yeah, throw it in the, like, like one of those fucking uh, like those, those infomercials, you know, <laughs> just calling out, say, pay separate processing and handling. <laughs>
2: Okay, so, you know, as, as a kid, I was 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there when the Mallards first came here. He was here for the first season. And for a kid who had never seen a hockey game in person, seeing that, seeing Jacques Bayot in person in your first hockey game, just drop a dude with a fucking massive right hand yeah. was the coolest shit ever. Um, you know, it got me into hockey. I remember they had a, you know, meet the team thing at a Hardee's. Carl's Jr. in the West Coast, um, fast food place, you know, come meet the team. They had everybody lined up, and I shook Jock's hand, and, you know, 13, 14-year-old me, remembers the guy's hand was the size of a canned ham. <laughs> like, it was fucking enormous. Um, he, he was, you know, he had a, an incredible bout with Mad Bell. Engelstad oh, yeah. here at the mark. Can, I think that's on YouTube, correct? Yep, I'm not going to mention the name of the guy who has it. That's been <laughs> enough. Um, he fought <laughs> Bruce Ramsey, yep, uh, fucking Rammer to a it, it was a hell of a battle. Um, so, and I know Se- Searson loves this story. Uh, I got to tell it. Uh, so the Mallards had a, an alumni night
0: yep.
2: here, eh, second or one or two years before they folded. Mayotte came up here. They had an alumni game. Fucking Mayotte was wearing the oh, yeah, like I know exactly the model, I know. like the pit viper style visor. Oh
0: yeah, like the old, the old like OV like World Junior fucking yep. thing where you get, like, the mirrored visor, like, yep. straight out of like Creative Player. In but it was
2: like like fifteen different colors. Oh, yeah. Had a fucking uh, the GoPro on his helmet. <laughs> but they had a reception after the game. And seriously, I'm only telling this for you. Um, so my wife was talking to him. He said, "Do you know who I am?" And she said no. He goes, well, let me see your phone. And she, he fucking googles his name on my wife's phone, and said, yeah, this is me. I'm like you son of a bitch, you're trying to wheel my wife. <laughs> if he was, if he was twenty twenty five years younger, maybe I would have to look out for him. But you can't, you cannot tell Quad City hockey history without the mailman involved.
0: Oh well, the mailman was just trying to deliver at the little banquet, you know, it just <laughs> happens.
2: <laughs> so the Mallards made the playoffs their first year, and they played the Flint Generals in the first. You know the first series, they got swept out, best of five. Uh, wait, yeah, best of five. They got swept out in three games. So the first two games were in Flint, and the third game was here in Quad City. And I will never forget at center ice that everybody was kind of milling about. It wasn't even a scrum, but fucking Mayot drops his right glove, and then fucking Colcox three Flint Generals at center ice, <laughs> just at, at a random stoppage of play. And like, yeah, hockey's probably the game for me. Yeah. But in, in three playoff games, he had 52 pim in, <laughs> in, in three playoff games that year. And he wanted to, from my understanding, he wanted to come back here, but the new GM traded his rights away, and he's like, yeah, I'm not coming back.
0: What a motherfucker. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Jacques Mayotte, legendary minor pro-tough guy. Uh, of course, he had a couple games up there with the, with the Nordiques, but... Uh, when you talk minor pro hockey, tough guys, I feel like you just you can't leave out Mayotte, no matter what what leagues you're talking. No. Um, absolutely legendary, dude. And he,
2: and he, to me, he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of minor league hockey players.
0: Yeah, I, I would say that's. that's- Probably a solid fucking. Because
2: we're you know, if it's colonial league, if it's the fucking Whipple yep. West Coast League, IHL, no matter where it is, he's he's on there.
0: Fuck, he fought he fought security out in the Whipple. <laughs> he was like got off the ice and was fighting fans and security and shit. Just peak minor pro hockey. Well, shit, he fought one of his teammates over a fucking video game in yep, a hotel room. Right, he did. <laughs> Definitely definitely got to give it up to the mailman there at number two. Before we get to number one, you said you had a couple honorable mentions. I know it was hard to make this list, but who do you got for some honorable mentions here? Well,
2: you know what? You told me top ten tough guys, and I thought, all right, top ten, th- th- that shouldn't be too hard. But I got to look in and got to remember in a bunch, and it, it was it was hard.
1: Yeah.
2: And there was easily, if you if you did top 20, I could have done a top 20 list. You know, I'll, I'll run through a few names of guys that I thought were impactful at some point. Um there was a cat named Yannick Renault. Yep. Um, hell of a tough guy. He got he got kinda got the shaft here in Quad City, traded down to Knoxville. He would he would fight anybody. Um uh, there was a guy named Cam Severson who ended up playing for the Ducks in the NHL, which is yep. pretty fucking cool. A guy another another fourth line void uh, wait. You're gonna hit me now.
0: No, we're gonna get about to fucking
2: you're gonna hit me now because it wasn't a fourth line voice. It was it was fight for fighting podcast guest. Who are we, who are we talking here? Rob Volterra. Oh, uh, you motherfucker! Yep, Rob Volterra. Rob Volterra, who had the largest repair of any jersey I ever owned. It was it was like fucking eight inches from the side to the middle, and then eight inches up. Giant L <laughs> repair. Uh, Rockford, I saw jersey in my collection.
0: Beautiful jersey, by the way, which is the one where he beat the fucking doors off of a suit.
2: Yeah, it was it was some some cat from Missouri. I don't remember who it was, but oh, he he laid the fucking laid the beats with oh, that yeah. kid. It broke his hand in that fight. I want to say. I think so too. Uh, uh, Brad Essex, who was here. Brad Essex, yep. Yeah. There there was a dude who was here for just just a short amount of time. Traded from Adirondack, undersized guy, incredible defenseman. and would fucking fight anybody. He fought David Ambler here. That was an absolute barn burner. Um. John the Hammer Trombley, who come out of the queue, had a huge rep. Nobody would fight him here. He fought a, uh, a dude named Chad Wilcox in Flint. Wilcox didn't realize he was a lefty and got dropped with like seven or eight lefts and probably uh, about two seconds. Um, cat named Cody Doucette, Yeah. who ended up playing for, he played for Quad City, played for Richmond in this league, had a pretty solid career in the LNAH. Um. Mark Recklich, who a lot of people don't really realize that famous minor league tough guy Joel Recklich, um, his brother Mark was actually in Quad City, played a few years of minors. He was here the same year Jason Goulet was in Quad City, which having that one-two combo, they they pretty much run run the show in the league that year. Um, There was a cat named who a lot of people might know him, most people won't. His name was O.J. Hare, the bringer of violence. Oh, yes, I
0: remember that.
2: I want to say he was like 6'5", 6'6", pushing the, pushing the weight at 280. Ah, The local newspaper asked what you brought to the team, and he said, I bring violence. <laughs> What's funny is he wore one jersey when he was here, the black Quad City alternate style. I had his jersey. Probably 10 years Out of the blue Somebody sends me A message on YouTube I'm like I get a message On YouTube Right And it ends up Being OJ's best friend He said OJ's having a little Tough time What do you want For the jersey I'm like "Eh, This is what I spent For the jersey I'll buy it Here's an extra Overnighted to Calgary Oh shit So I overnighted To Calgary And he sends me The picture the next day Of OJ in his In his jersey From Quad City With the fucking Dukes up It was crazy (laughs) Uh, everybody knows, former Five for Fighting guest. So you
0: got it right this
2: time. Uh, yeah. the, the,
0: put, put some respect on it, damn it. Put some respect <laughs> on that name.
2: The real deal, Mike Segroy, played real here real for a little bit. I want to say it was only like six, seven games. That was the guy who played more time here. I'm sure he would have made the list.
0: But he was still able to make the mallage muscle poster. He was. Goo, it was. It was Goo, McFarlane. Sigroy and Topper, correct?
2: And a guy named Freddie Joban, no, who was the right. toughest nails defenseman. Um, there was a, a a guy who played here, had a good a good run in the L.A.H. I know he played for CRS Express, played minors for a little year. You know, he he's no longer with us, but his name was Tyler Lawson.
0: Fuck, Tyler Lawson was tough, dude. Oh my god, he Fucking
2: was tough. he was ridiculous. He played just a handful of games here in Quad City. I got a story I'll tell you off the air regarding him. Um, but, yeah, he was incredibly tough. And then there's a couple of modern guys who made the list. Um, a guy named Paxton LaRue played here in the ECHL. Ended up playing pro lacrosse for a little while. And, man, he was There's a fight with him and, again, bringing back the name Eric Lison. Yep. Hell of a fight between him and Lizon. There's a hell of a fight between him and, oh, Cannot remember his name. Again, the Bush, Lats, the Bush Latte's hitting me in the head. <laughs> the tower of Bush. And his, yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> Jay's got his horn going here.
2: <laughs> there, there's still another beer and a half in there. And then the last honorable mention will go to a guy named Jack Nevins. Yep. He played here straight out of juniors. Hell, hell of a tough guy. I know he went to Greenville for a little while, played for the Swamp Rabbits. Shout out to Ed Hubbard down there. A, a damn good scrap with him and number 8 on the list Anthony Collins yep. on YouTube and he was tough as fucking nails. And there's
0: I mean that's that's, that's like 22 names so far. Yeah, there you go. So that, is that that's all the honorable mentions that's there? A, yeah, that's the honorable mentions. All right. So, number 1, if you don't know Quad City Hockey, you probably don't know who it is, but I have a feeling I know exactly who it is. So, number 1 Number 1 he was the first jersey retired in
2: Quad City hockey history. Uh is none other than both junior and minor league hockey legend, Kerry Toporowski.
0: And how can it not be? I mean. Dude set the record in, in the Western Pro League or Western Pro League, but no, how many fucking bush lights have I had? Um, the the Western Hockey League with five hundred five penalty minutes in a single season, which by the way doesn't include ten minute majors and misconducts. So, um, I I think when Tough Guy numbers added it up, he had almost up to like seven hundred pims. See,
2: I thought it was between the regular season, the playoffs, and the Memorial Cup. It was damn near a thousand. It was ridiculous.
0: The, Mo- the Memorial Cup for those listening, you should go. Uh, they're playing to Me, he's throwing. He's so he gets a guy down. And Topper actually, it was because I think Bob McKenzie was doing the commentary, and he's sitting there. And and Topper actually wasn't doing anything. There was kind of a brawl going on, and he's like, "Well, there you go. There's Topper, the guy you'd think who would be right in the middle of all this. You know, he's just kind of standing to the side." Some dude from Chikudami goes up to him and tries to challenge Topper. So Topper obliges him, beats the doors off this dude, gets him down to the ice, and mind you, with Topperowski, the code is right out the fucking door. Never heard of it. And Topper's sitting there throwing bows at this dude, just straight elbowing the guy in the back of the head, and then proceeds to take his chain off of him and throw it into the bench at the trainer uh, on the Spokane Chief's bench after beating the doors off him. So not only... Did he beat the fuck out of the guy? He robbed his ass, too, and threw the chain on the bench.
2: What's funny is that is not the only time he did that. That's what I've heard. He fought, I know at least one of the time, he fought Dean the Machine Mayrand when uh, <laughs> Mayrand was with Ms. Muskegon. Yeah. And he was wearing the fucking puka shell necklace, oh, Mayrand was. And they had a scrap.
0: And just so you know, I know Dino's listening to this, too, because Dino <laughs> listens to the show.
2: Dean, fucking love you, man, but you know as well as I do... That fucking Topper snatched that puka shell necklace <laughs> off your neck
0: and tossed it into the Mallards bench. You love to see it, and well, to- and Topper was just you Not only was he a great fighter, but as far as enforcing goes, I'd put him up there as all time. And fo- if you do a list combined with the NHL, like a top twenty list combined with the NHL and minor pro guys, you'd have to. Put, I feel like you'd have to put Topperowski in there. Oh, he absolutely. was one of the meanest motherfuckers you would ever meet. And I forget who it was. I, and I apologize; the name was escaping me, but it was on Darren's podcast. I think Steve Adams, I think, yep. is who it was. Was with, sitting there.
2: Topper was with, with uh, Birmingham.
0: Yep, and so he goes up to Topper and said, "You know, oh, you know, you, you know, the, the typical kind of like rookie, like, oh, you know, I'd love to fight you. You're, you're great." And <laughs> Topper goes, "Oh, really? Huh? Are you hungry?" And before Steve Adams, he, this is from him. Um, excuse me, Adams himself. He's like what? Before he can even answer that, Topper shoves his stick in Steve Adams' mouth and yanks it out. (laughs) I got the numbers right here. Topper played
2: 21 games in Binghamton that year at 101 PIM.
1: Jesus.
0: (laughs) So,
2: damn near 5 PIM a game. But what a lot of people don't realize about him is he was a pretty solid player, too.
0: Yeah, he was a solid defenseman.
2: I mean, when he was here in Quad City, I mean, he would play a regular shift, probably second-line defenseman, and he would also, you know, he'd play every single shift on penalty kill too. Yeah. So he was he was not just a fucking goon, right? Like he he, excuse me, he would get his minutes every game too.
0: Oh, yeah. No, and I love, of course, you know, the other to opposing teams, he's a goon because of I have it in the intro, and I'm sure you've listened to it, but, well, let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a goon.
2: Right. <laughs> like I said, I got the numbers in front of me. Yep. An example, 2000-2001 season. I mean, he had 17 points in 63 games.
0: That's not bad for a, for a defenseman. Right. And
2: 413 pimp. <laughs> so, when Topper retired, they actually hosted a roast for him here in Quad City. And there was a story come out where there was a player for the Muskegon Fury who I, I was a huge fan of, it epitomized the UHL, but his name was Robin Bouchard. Yep. And evidently right before the game, right before the start of the game, Topper put a bunch of Icy Hot on his glove, on his palm, <laughs> and Topper would always give the face wash to everybody. Oh, yeah. So in the first shift of the game, Topper gave Bouchard a face wash, with a palm full of fucking icy hot right in the fucking face right in the eyes and that's i mean you're not gonna hear them about that in any other
0: league no not a chance not a chance and i i think McFarland even said he would do that too um you know, i brought up topper and he was like hey, he's just he's just crazy and which is funny now because everybody looks at these tough guys all their goons they're oh, idiots Tom so mean. yeah well not only that Well, yeah, no, fuck, if they saw what Toporowski did, they'd fucking shit themselves. But, you know, you see, they're dummies, they're idiots, blah, blah, blah. What does Toporowski do now in the Quad City area? Yeah, Toporowski still lives around here, and he is a very highly
2: respected, like, financial analyst. Yep. And, you know, financial supporter. And what's crazy is Toporowski's kids are both... You know, they're still involved in hockey. Yep. His son, Jake, is actually an assistant coach here in Quad City for the Storm and the SPHL. I
0: think Luke is still playing with Spokane he right is. now. He is. His, his son, Luke. His final year with, with Spokane. Yep.
2: And he was in, I mean, he weighed Detroit's main camp this year. Yep. As an overager from the WHL. And it's, you know, people say, oh, you're, you're a dummy. Uh, I mean, you got guys trusting, you know, seven, eight digits to him. He's not a dumb. Yeah, if that makes me a dummy, I'll be dumb all fucking day. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> you call me stupid and do that. I'll do it all fucking day. But what's funny is I, was, I remember we were in Muskegon for a playoff series and the Mallards, they eliminated the Fury and Topper refused to shake Robin Bouchard's hand and Bouchard damn near started a brawl in the handshake line <laughs> of a playoff series. Like, goddamn, that's... That's hockey right there.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, with with Toporowski and Quad City Mallards, that just goes hand in hand. And like you said, the, the first Mallard to have his jersey retired, which I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have it any other way, having a tough guy with his number retired first. That's just fucking awesome.
2: Well, that gives you a little hint into what Quad City hockey is. <laughs> when it was Kerry Toporowski and Mark McFarlane were the first two guys to have their jerseys re- hung up at the mark of the Quad Cities.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, fuck it. Jay, it's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for your hospitality. We got the Leaning Tower of Bush lattes going on. Uh, you were kind enough to, you know, wine and dine me with a steak before we got going, um, and it's always a pleasure. Um, so I can't thank you enough for having me over at your house here.
2: Alec, I, I appreciate you coming up. Uh, means the world to me that you take the time out from your, you know, your vacation up here, come over, hang out for a few hours. It's it, it's pretty fucking cool. You know, you, you visited us not too long ago, a couple of years ago. Two years. But spending the time up here, it's, it, it means a lot to me. And, you know, you know, I'll take a minute. You know, you and Darren and Dr. Chris and John and Jason and... Give me the Lizino. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Joe. You know, it's it's awesome. You know, we got a little community here.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, we. I'm sure everybody knows you. We talk shit to each other all the time. But it's great that, you know, we're we're pretty solid folks around
0: here. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, thank you again for coming on. And, folks, for everybody who listened, I I appreciate you taking the time to enjoy us. And, uh, you know, hopefully you cracked a couple beers with us and – Took the time to listen to the top 10 Mallard's tough guys of all time. Thank you again for tuning in to the Five for Fighting podcast presented to you by Six Pack Coverage. Hope everybody has a great night. And if you're listening to this on your way to work, hope you have a great morning and happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Hope you guys have a great holiday. Thank you, you everybody. Er, excuse me. Thank you, everybody, so much. For right have a good one. To